Hi everyone, Emilio Garcia from Boundify. Welcome to another episode of Boundify Live. Today, uh, we are going to talk about 2021 marketing goals. It's a very interesting topic, usually around this time of the year, a lot of marketers are starting to work on what are gonna be their goals for the next year. And that's usually common. It's at the end of the fourth quarter, and this year obviously is going to be particularly different because there are going to be all these kind of situations that happened with the pandemic and COVID. So things are going to be different. However, the questions remain the same. How do you go about creating those goals? What makes sense and what not? What I have seen with a lot of companies that I have the opportunity to talk is that usually marketing departments, especially in those where there's not such good communication with sales, will focus on metrics that while relevant, they are not the final outcomes. They're just the means to an end. And some examples that I can share about that are, for example, focusing just on traffic or rankings on search engines or number of followers or just engagement like likes and comments. Those are great indicators for marketing activities when you want to have, when you want to have like a proxy for your performance. If you are starting an effort on search engines, rankings are great because at least give you an idea if the content that you're creating is being found useful by Google and by users. And, and if you are doing any efforts on social media, definitely you wanna know that you are creating an impact in number of followers that your account have and the number of engagement or the number of enga the engagement that you create on the page in the form of comments, likes, that means that you are having some uh, relevance with the audience that is following you. So those numbers, those metrics are great, but they are not the whole reason that you're doing all that. You are not doing marketing only for branding, which is always important, but you also are doing some of it to, uh, to a greater degree for performance. And that's usually what I found lacks some of those plans. One is a specificity, just saying, I want more visits. I want more engagement. Usually that's the overall goal in growing and increasing the numbers. But if you don't have a specific metric in mind, and if you have a specific number, then creating a plan will be difficult. And again, the second part is that those metrics are just part of an overall scheme. So I will usually recommend any, any marketer or manager or CMO to work or tie those marketing efforts to some business outcomes. Now, marketing is not sales. We, we are not in the shorter kind of effort that sales drives and it's obviously the, the bloodline of the company. Marketing is on the long run, building brand, building trust and educating and elevating the brand across the different channels. However, there's a still need to be an alignment between those goals because if not, you go into situations where marketing metrics are great, but they are not impacting the uh, revenue numbers for the company, which ultimately will be something of relevance. So it's really important that you start the conversation with what portion of all the marketing efforts will contribute to the business goals of the company next year. And from that, you scale back. One quick example is imagine that for 2021, obviously maybe the goal will not be just to increase revenue. Maybe it's just retaining or for some businesses, 
just get back on track on the probably the metrics that they have for this year. So it can be revenue, but it can be also just retention. It can be increasing the percentage of um, business that you get from some of your clients. It can be increasing the, the contribution of a product or service on the product line. So you can have different variations on the idea of revenue. And the first question that you have to ask is to what degree market will contribute to that? So it can be a percentage of the revenue because you have other efforts that will come from different areas like sales and customer success. And those will be different. And, and marketing will have a, a share. And then you will work out your numbers. And in, in working those numbers out, it's really important if you don't have in place to set up a CRM. There's a lot of offering out there. Uh, obviously, we work with HubSpot, so that's one that I would recommend, and, and it's free. But there are plenty of options depending on your business and whatever system you have. What matters is not the tool, but the process. What matters about the CRM is having the information to answer questions. If I want X amount of revenue, which will translate in X amount of clients, how many opportunities do I need to detonate to get those numbers? So you work out your opportunities where it can be the percentage of opportunities you want to close, you want to increase those numbers. And then again, you scale back and ask the question in order to have those opportunities through the year, how many qualified leads do I need? It can be marketing qualified leads, it can be sales qualified leads, it just qualified leads. In some companies, there's not such a clear distinction between the two of those. But what matters is, how many people do you need that raise their hand that has commercial intent to get those opportunity numbers? And again, you scale back and then now you go into the more the marketing realm. That amount of um, leads or qualified leads will come from, from some source of digital marketing if obviously your overall marketing strategy includes it. So you might have some coming from SEO efforts, and therefore it's going to be translated into traffic and therefore rankings, or they might come into from social media or from paid advertising, and that will translate into clicks and impressions and reach. And with those numbers, you can finally lay out a plan, right? You can finally say, I need to generate this amount of content in the form of blog content, a video, if you have that strategy in place. Or you can say, now my budget on this X platform has to be of this size to match the intention that I have in terms of traffic to get those numbers. And obviously, any other strategy that you have in place, you can quantify and get the amount of effort you have to do. Now, some word of advice here um, is really important that you use your plan as a way of defining a path to follow and but be open and flexible to change it as the year goes by. Because obviously the first thing that you will figure out or you will discover right away is that if you think that you need X amount of content or you need uh, X amount of dollars to implement your efforts, you will discover that the numbers in real life and real time will be different. You will discover that you will need to be faster or slower, increase quality, or just repurpose more, more of the content that you already have instead of creating new one, or shift the strategy from past opportunities into new opportunities. It will vary. You will figure out in real time. Just remain clear on the goal, on the outcome. It still has to match whatever the business had planned for the year. 
And that will be like the important thing to remember when, when you have those plans. That's one reference that I have there. And, and hopefully if you have any questions about this topic, please, this video is going to be published on YouTube and, and, and we are really happy that we'll be launching soon enough, sorry, our podcast. So it will be available in that format too, and you can follow up later. And, and if you have any other questions, please feel free to reach out. I'm very active nowadays on LinkedIn. So that will be the best place to reach out to me and have a conversation. Now, moving into the next topic that I have prepared for today, there's one metric talking about metrics that are relevant and not. There's one metrics on Google ads that is usually talked about a lot, especially for accounts that we have that we're exploring performance. And that metrics is quality score. And quality score is something very peculiar because even while Google share what it's made of and the numbers, sometimes marketers struggle to understand what they can do to impact it. So in essence, it's a number that reflects the performance of, in this case, the keywords and the combination of the ads that you have for a given campaign. It reflects past performance. So it's like indication of how your current AdWords, your current keyword will perform in real time, the real time auction. And it's basically, basically composed of three key elements. It has a CTR component, expected CTR actually, which is an estimation of what will be the percentage of people that will click on your ad based on your past performance. And it's like comparison against the rest of the competition for the keywords that you are bidding. It has an ad relevance portion that reflects more the match that exists between your ad and what the user intent, what they are trying to accomplish. And finally, you have a landing page component that judges the experience that the user have on the landing page itself where they go after they click the ad. And so from, at least from the documentation that is out there, we know that from the three components, the ones that really matter the most are the expected CTR and the relevance of the ad. And I, I find that really interesting because it reflects something that Google really wants to accomplish on advertising, which is even when obviously they are incentivized to open as much as possible the platform to advertisers that brings them money, they are also aware of the fact that the users need to find what's relevant for them. There's no, I, I make this joke sometimes of if you are selling black um, dress shoes uh, um, and you have an ad about it and you send the person to a page that just have red shoe dress, red tennis shoes, that will be completely irrelevant to the user. That will be a very bad experience. So it doesn't matter how much are you willing to pay, Google might decide that your ad will not show up because it doesn't answer the query. It's, it's not the effective. In that sense, that's what you have to worry about that number. Sometimes I have seen that some, especially brand new marketers, focus a lot on the number itself but forget that, that we are not building ads for machines. We are building them for humans. So what matters is that you match the intention of the user. And there are even some cases where your quality score might be low, but your intention is still there. Like when some people try competing for keywords from the competition, for example. And in those cases, that you are not the most relevant um, result. 
because if you were, then you will be bidding for your own brand instead of the competition. But in those cases, if you are exploring those ideas, your quality scores are usually going to be low. But if you are getting, for example, enough exposure to justify it or enough lead to justify it, it might be a good strategy. And in those cases, you will not ignore the quality score, but at least you will know that um, even if it's a a low number, it's aligned with your efforts. Use it as a metric to better understand what you can improve, but it's not the goal out of itself. Usually the real goal on those campaigns, it's either uh, a certain amount of page views or uh, engagement, and for most of the time, just leads and sales. That is the number that you should usually try to optimize for, right? The purchase themselves. And the quality score, you will use as a way to gauge where you can do better. And those are the two topics that I have for today. It's going to be a a short session. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. And if for whatever reason you want to look at other episodes, they will be available on YouTube. And thank you for being here today. Bye-bye.